I think a meal plan can get a bad rap sometimes on it being restrictive. And I know it's super trendy on social media right now. It doesn't bother me. You know, food right at this point right now is fuel. Um, and I know it's different for everybody. You have to decide what works best for your lifestyle, whether it be macros or meal plan. You can go either direction and the winner is going to be what you can stick with long term. Welcome to Flawless Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are super excited to be recording a new episode of Flawless Radio. I think that the topic we're going over today is going to be a popular one. I know I've gotten tons of questions about it, and a lot of you guys have as well. So just a reminder, in case you haven't tuned in before or you forgot, um, we are Flawless Physique. You are going to hear from all of our coaches today. There are five of us total. So it's myself, Tori, Karen, Janice, and Steve. And we are a contest prep and lifestyle coaching company. So we work with athletes all over the world on different goals, depending on if it's, you know, getting ready for a bodybuilding show or simply wanting to be healthier. Uh, but this topic definitely falls in line with what we do every single day. So we're going to dive in. We are talking about meal plans and macros today. I feel like we need a round of applause for this one. <laughs> So we want to answer some questions that we always get about meal plans and macros and what they are, you know, who would do best with which, um, planning it out, all kinds of stuff. So this may end up being a part one and part two, but let's dive in. We have a good mix here of coaches on macros and coaches on meal plans. I'm somewhere in between, so I'm sure we'll chat about that. But let's, let's talk about what macros are. So a lot of times we hear, I'm tracking my macros. You guys want to dive into what exactly that means. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> when we're looking at macros, we're looking primarily at carbs, protein, fat. That, and basically there are not, oh God. How deep do you want to get into this? Um, so you're looking at your protein sources, your carb sources, your fat sources. That's basically what you're talking about. Um, so, and basically each of your food groups kind of falls into those. So like carbs, for example, would be like rice, potatoes, things like that, quinoa. Um, you'd be looking at proteins, which would be like your chicken, your beef, your, your fish, um, and your fat sources like you know, coconut oil, avocado, peanut butter. Everybody loves peanut butter. So just kind of food sources kind of fall into each of those buckets of your carbs, your fats, your protein. Exactly. And to track it, what are we doing? So a lot of us use apps. You kind of have to use an app to track it. So a big difference between a meal plan and a macro program is a meal plan is going to be written out for you, but macros you're actually tracking in an app. So you are having to put into an app every single thing that you are eating, and those foods are going to fall into the three groups that Janice was explaining, the proteins, the fats, and the carbs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the way I typically track mine is I use my fitness pal. I've used that for years 
Um, so basically, whenever I record each of my foods, it I have my goals that are set in there of what each of my macros are, my protein, carb, and fat for the day. And it's pretty much like putting a puzzle together. So my fitness pal, I put it in there. I'll scan foods, anything like that. And I'll just meal by meal, it'll record all of my macros. And I just kind of watch it take away from my bank for the day. And that's kind of how I use it. That's one of, I think, the many apps that are out there. But my fitness pal is one I've been using for a while. Now, question for you, Janice, do you feel that there's a discretion or a margin of error with some of these apps? Do you feel like there's maybe a percentage where they can be off as opposed to, you know, wh whichever one you're using? I know there's about 15, 20 different apps now that a lot of people are using to indicate macros and to be able to calculate your macros. But do you feel like there's from what you've seen in your experience, do you feel like there's this like maybe an equation that you use to kind of give or take on like where those where those macros may lie or fall or, or where the differentiation is, is if there's a difference? So I think in general, when you are using the, the, the actual apps, you will see like if you put in like a baked chicken breast, you're going to get a list initially of like all of these different things because people are inputting what they think their macros are, what the nutrition is. So you will find differences. There are certain like packaged items that I will scan that I will typically, if it's something new, I will compare to the actual like website of the brand. But overall, um, I, I can say within my fitness pal, there are like verified things. They have like this little green little label. Um, but I consistently use like if I'm going, so I'm pescatarian, so I'm always eating fish. So there's always a certain like mahi that I use in there. And every time that I record it, it keeps track of things I've recorded in the past. So I know I'm using the same thing each time. So that does help a lot with like the variances between the different, the different items. So Janice, I think you brought up an extremely valuable point and you hit the nail on the head with one is you're consistent with your food. That's some of the biggest things that I've seen where people have great success with macros or not so great success with macros because they're not consistent, one, on how they measure, two, they're not consistent on what foods they use. They're kind of all over the place. So when it, it's different, I think when you're talking about two different realms as opposed from lifestyles, both contest prep. Like lifestyle, you're looking at general weight loss, things like that. But where we're as specific as going to contest prep, there needs to be, you know, a very limited variety of food kind of coming into this. And it just kind of de depicts on like how you plan out your day reasonably, you know? And uh, I think that when you're talking about those kinds of things, I think you, like you said, I, I think you did a great job by explaining it with consistency, I think is one of the biggest margins or their lack of, of error you know, on making sure that your calculations are right, your data is right. Like, okay, you've been consistent for 10 weeks like this, you know, and this is where it's see, you know, this is where it lies, but all of a sudden you start using different trackers and one's saying 110 grams, the other one's saying 135 grams. And now all of a sudden those extra 25 grams adds up. I think another thing that goes off of consistency, not only with that, but digestion for me that's one of the reasons why I like being on meal plan just because I noticed when I tried to track macros I was doing whatever I whatever fit my macros right but I noticed my digestion was crap I wasn't really putting the best whole foods in my system once I got on a meal plan I noticed my digestion was just 10 times better I felt so much better 
You bring up an excellent point because you'll see a lot of things out there like on social media that like if it fits your macros. So if you look at like a sugary filled cereal or some kind of like processed items, like that's going to be completely different than something like a whole food based item like a rice, a potato, a sweet potato. So that is a good point in that the way that you fill your macros makes a difference as well. Just because you can fit this big old chocolate chip cookie into your plan and it's within your macros, it doesn't mean that it's going to fuel your body appropriately for what you need it for. And it's not going to give you the nutrients that you need as compared to other whole food items. Janice, that's a great topic there. Um, whole food items as opposed to a lot of processed stuff. Um, this, this question is actually for Karen because she's been doing a lot of macros. And where do you find from your experience that a lot of failure happens with macros from what, from what you do in macros as opposed to structure? Because you were, what you were structured first and then went to macros, right? Yeah, so I was structured with Brittany for years um, through lifestyle and through uh, bikini prep. And coming out of my last prep, I was just kind of burnt out on the same old foods that I had been eating because it had been quite a while. Um, so she was like, well, let's do macros because give you a little bit of freedom. And at first it was, I'm just going to eat what can fit my macros. Like I learned that lesson hard. I messed up my digestion, um, a lot of bloating, a lot of fatigue, um, messed with my energy levels. So I actually went back to more of those whole foods, I guess not basic foods, whole foods is a better, better word, um, to kind of straighten my body back out. Um, I forgot your question. So, <laughs> so obviously, yeah, you went through those things. You went through just seeing what you could fit in your macros. And I think that's a common point of failure. And I was asking, you know, where do you see clients fail or just people in general with tracking their macros? Where do you see it fall? Obviously it was, from your experience, you were trying to just fit everything in your macros. And then you noticed real quick that that's not the case. We need to stick to whole foods. And I think there's a big, big misconception of being, okay, yeah, I can fit a bowl of Cheerios in once a day, but I've still got to go back to the, the basics of chicken, brown rice, rice, sweet potatoes, you know, and things like that, where it just can't be, oh, you know, I'm going to fit this, you know, cream cheese cake and, you know, whatever else that, that fits my fancy of the day at all. If it meets, it meets. So I think, you know, general public says, oh, I can fit this in my macros. And a lot of times they have a hard time fitting it in and seeing the results they want to see. I feel like that kind of goes back to like knowing your client and knowing who can handle macros and who can't or who is maybe far enough along in their fitness journey to recognize the difference in the whole foods and the processed foods and would be able to pick out better things to fill their macros with. Kind of just depends on your client, I feel like. So, here, where, like right now, so since you've kind of mastered, let's just say, where do you feel you've gotten really comfortable at? Do you tend to kind of see yourself spicing it up, hanging it up? What, do you, what are some things that you like with macros um, that you feel just maybe is just something for you? Like, where do you feel like it really fits like in, in your wheelhouse there? I feel like, I'm a pretty plain eater. I kind of eat the same thing day to day, but I do like the freedom with macros. Like if I do want to go out and have something a little different, I can just get on my app and pre-plan what I'm going to, like if I'm going to go to a Mexican restaurant or something, I can pre-plan what I'm going to order and see how it's going to fit into my macros and maybe adjust like the rest of the day to fit. 
So I do like the freedom versus having a meal plan written out for me to where I can't go do things like that. Are there times that you see yourself kind of in like, because there is some freedom? Do you go, okay, you know what? I need to really watch myself here. Let me have an extra mosquito at that Mexican place. Or, you know, are there some times where it's like, okay, I got to really stick to it. I got to, you know, I've heard that a lot. You know, I've, I've heard clients that are really strict with it. Do you feel there's that like margin of 10% too with tracking your macros or like up and down? Or do you feel, are you someone that hits the nail on the head with your macros every day? Or are you like in a margin of like 10% error? Janice, I see you smiling over there too. But you've got them this day too. I, so I don't, so on your app, like you get your, your levels, your goal at the top. And I like to make those levels as perfect as possible and have all my circles green um, for the day. If I put something in and it's red or it's orange, I automatically adjust it. So it's all perfect across the day. I don't know. It's like a personal challenge every yeah. day. I'm going like to say the same totally thing. Totally <laughs> like, I, I want to see them go zero, zero, zero. I don't want a minus one, minus two. I want a zero, zero, zero. Yeah, it'll, it'll make for like bizarre like chicken way outs, like 127.5 or like just yeah. something bizarre. Yeah. But it makes it fit and it makes it perfect. So yeah. that's what I like. <laughs> Which it makes it easier going back to consistency too. Like if you're eating the same thing all the time, I'm like, I'm always getting those zeros, you know, but you also, the more you do it too, I, I know you'd probably agree. It's like, you start to know what fits that and how you can yeah. be flexible and wiggle around and still stay within your macros and have different things. Sometimes if you're really like, oh, I'm tired of the, I don't know, oatmeal you know, every morning and today I just want to try an English muffin. So it's like, you know, kind of how to start wiggling things around once you really start to, to track things and get used to it. So yeah. it's made me really aware of the calorie content of most foods and the macro content of most foods beyond the calorie content. Absolutely. So, so would you said become aware, you feel that you can now guide from your clients or, or whatever, like, or Joel Poe, who do you feel like would kind of fit that mold? Uh, Janice, Farron, uh, okay, who do you feel like is best to, to do macros as opposed to strict? Like, is there a divide there for you or some like major red flags that would say, oh, we may need to kind of steer away from some stuff like that? I feel like in most cases, when I've had clients reach out to me about macros who start to show an interest in it, um, especially in the beginning, if they have no experience with macros, I will often tell them, I really think you need to do a meal plan so that you understand first how to eat, how to fill those macros. Um, I've had some people kind of just go ahead and download a, um, an app. And then as we're going through the meal plan, I want you to be able to record that in your app and start to recognize, you know, what the calorie content is, what the macros are, and kind of get used to that. Because for anybody who's starting macros, it can be overwhelming, um, especially if you're a new client starting to even follow a meal plan, just the mere fact of you weighing out your food and deciding what I'm going to eat out of my options is overwhelming for people. So once you add that macro piece back onto it. I feel like that's just a whole other level of thinking. It takes time, but the benefit is the more you do it, the easier, a lot easier it is. I'm like, I've been doing it for years. So it's, it's a lot more easier. Definitely. Well, Britt, that's kind of what you talk about too, kind of understanding and reading your client on like knowing when to 
diet them and or excuse me when to put them on a structured when to put them on macros kind of i know janice just kind of touched on that of becoming aware a lot of times we've got newbies that have never even dieted before they don't even know what macros is you know you know half the time they don't even know you know how to cook the chicken we're having to teach them how to cook the food you know so um i know Britt, you've had a lot of conversations with clients before and in that regards on being able to pick out what what's going to be able to fit their lifestyle because we've all heard this before you know whether it's macros keto structured you know it's the diet that fits your lifestyle the most and your diet that fits the lifestyle the best where you can handle it for long periods of time yeah absolutely i think you um pretty much explained it super well but you know, um, you have to decide what works best for your lifestyle, whether it be macros or meal plan, you can go either direction and the winner is going to be what you can stick with long-term. If you've never dieted before, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be a diet, you could be wanting to put on muscle, you could be wanting to maintain, you know, we aren't always just strictly talking about weight loss, but if you've never weighed out foods, if you've never kind of laid your foods out in the day and discovered what fits best for you, how you feel best, you know, how you like to structure things. A good starting point is always a meal plan. And I know we didn't exactly explain like what we consider structured in the first place. So we kind of explained what macros are, but for referring to a meal plan or structured plan, usually that is you have every single meal laid out and you've got your protein, fats, and carbs in that meal with measurements. So the way that we do it, we're very, very specific because I'm a firm believer on, you know, general changes can get you so far, but when you're wanting to see specific changes, you have to get very specific with what you're doing, whether that be macros or a meal plan. So if it's your first time diving in, I think a meal plan can be super beneficial because it does, like Janice said, allow you to see how to eat, what good measurements are for you, you know, how we would maybe structure a day in general. And then if you dive into it and you're successful there and you're like, I do want a little more freedom in what I can do, or I want to play with some recipes or be able to move some things around, then macros is always kind of, I would consider it almost the next step. I think we've all pretty much started off on a structured plan and then have move to that next step of macros once we felt comfortable in our decisions and we have more um, food awareness. A lot of times with my clients as well, it just depends on what season of life they're in. I have clients that move between both of them, just depending on what their goals are. So I had a client that was getting ready for a wedding and she wanted to be a little more specific in what she was doing. So we decided to take a meal plan approach, excuse me, and then she was traveling and going to her honeymoon and had trips planned. And that was a wonderful way to transition her into macros so that she could have a little more freedom and feel like she was staying on track with what she was doing. But she could say, okay, maybe I'm only going to have three meals today and I want to have a really nice breakfast and a lunch and a dinner. And she could plan that ahead of time. Or if she needed to, she could you know, go in and track it as is and kind of see what all it took up. Um, but it just gave her a little more flexibility to be able to do those things and not feel like she was not holding herself accountable or kind of taking back steps. I would love to hear pros and cons of each from you guys since we've all done it. So I feel um, Tori and, and Steve are pretty structured in what they do. And so I know they have some good cons to tracking macros um, and some good pros to being on a meal plan and then vice versa for Karen and Janice, you know, you guys, I'm sure have some good pros for macros and then maybe your own personal cons for meal plans that kind of pushed you in a different direction. 
I wouldn't necessarily say pros and cons. I think I've got everybody outaged here almost. Almost. I'm not going to name names, but I've been doing this a long time. I'm a creature habit. Yes, I do structure it and I enjoy it. You know, uh, I'm kind of a firm believer if it's broke, you don't fix it. You know, no need to do it. But I will say that I'm not a, a coach or a believer in half cup, quarter cup, you know, third cup measurements. I measure everything out to the gram, you know, so I know exactly what's going on in this body at all times down to the gram. Because if you guys or our viewers or are, 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 are like me, I'm heavy handed. I will turn that half cup measurement into three quarters of a cup or a full cup. You know, I will stuff that rice in there. I will make sure, you know, I get that 250 grams in where it should only be 125 or 150 grams. Uh, but I really like that approach because I'm just consistent. Food doesn't drive me. Um, and I think macros is a good way. One, where a food is a driver where you want some versatility in your programming. I could eat the same thing basically until the day I die. I basically had, you know, beef and eggs for the last probably 10 years of my life, you know, meal one. Um, so it doesn't bother me, you know, food right at this point right now is fuel. Um, and I know it's different for everybody. So like me giving suggestions is not going to be the same for everybody. And we've even heard this too, where, you know, we've had people want to come in, oh, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, all of a sudden two weeks in, they, you know, they want to be a bodybuilder and, you know, they're tired of eating the chicken. I'm like, well, Son, that that's gonna be in your game plan for a long time, buddy. You know, uh, <laughs> you know they already don't like fish or whatever. So I think there's, I think it's really the the topic we've touched on is what you like doing the best, what fits in your your protocol best, what fits your lifestyle. For me, I enjoy planning out my day in accordance to like where my where my energy is going to be expended. Wow, I know that I'll I'll want fats higher at certain times. Um, I'll want carbs higher at certain times, post-workout, fast absorbing carbs, things like that. But I have a little more experience than most. You know, I'm not going to say I'm <laughs> an expert by any means, but I can always learn to get better. Uh, but I really like the structured part. I, I definitely feel like there's some pros and cons to each. Um, I feel like if you were a competitor and you were going to be a bodybuilder, negating bikini, Negating bikini. I think every single other division has to be structured. And that is just my opinion. I just don't think that you can get as shredded um, as need be as you need to be. Um, like if you're trying to be an Olympian. Um, you know, Barry, if you're a bodybuilder, I don't think there's any bodybuilders on the Olympia stage that are on on our meal plan or excuse me, are on macros. I think everybody is structured. So I would I would count a lot of those bodybuilders out of that you know right off the rip i think it's not necessarily like i just don't know if you can get that kind of level on on, on macro so to speak funny you say that because definitely when i'm off season i'll still mostly follow macros i won't talk about that but <laughs> but when i am trying to be more focused and and i am prepping you know especially like this prep right now i do i'm while i'm still following macros I legitimately have like my own meal plan. I basically eat the same thing. I eat the same thing for meals, basically every meal, but I have like two snack meals, which are meals two and four. And then I have kind of more of like those like 
actual meals, so to say, for meals one, three, and five. But I'm eating the same thing. I'm always having egg whites and an oatmeal. It might be microwaved in a bowl or it might be baked into like a little muffin, but I'm always having egg whites and, and oatmeal. My meal two is always a white fish. My meal five is literally has been salmon for I couldn't tell you how many years at this point. Same recipe. But still, like, even though I'm on macros, when I need to be more focused, and like you said, like getting ready for a show or whatever, I it's pretty much kind of like a meal plan, because I'm still eating consistently every, like the same thing every day. Are you looking to take your fitness and nutrition to the next level? Look no further than Team Flawless Physique. Our online coaching company specializes in both lifestyle and contest prep coaching, helping you achieve your health and fitness goals no matter where you are on your journey. Our expert coaches will work with you to create a personalized plan tailored to your unique needs and preferences. Plus, with our supportive community and regular check-ins, you'll have all the guidance and accountability you need to succeed. Don't settle for anything less than flawless. Join Team Flawless Physique today. You can find more info about our team by visiting www.teamflawlessphysique.com or checking out our social media at Flawless Physique. I'm going to give a pro to a meal plan. We love macros around here, but I like meal plans. And I'm going to take it back to more of a lifestyle side as well, where uh, with macros, you still have to think about what you're doing. So if you don't have the time to plan ahead, you know, as Karen was saying, I know I'm going to go to a Mexican food restaurant. I'm going to plan it ahead into, you know, what I'm eating. If you're not planning ahead, chances are you are not going to be very successful in hitting your macro goals. And so I know I have some clients and even myself where I'm like, I don't want to think about it. And a meal plan can be very simplified in that sense. You know, kind of like Steve said, he likes the structure, but you just don't have to think about it. You know what you're going to be eating for every single meal. You don't have to sit there and calculate out the numbers and look at how many you have left for the day or try to fit it in to hit that number. And I know some people just like having the, I don't have to think about it, just let me follow and get me the results. And I do feel like a meal plan can be really good in that sense. If you're busy, if you're running around, if you don't have time to do it, having that meal plan just laid out for you can be super helpful. You guys have definitely covered all the pros and cons about the macros and meal plans, but there is one last thing. There's one pro to a meal plan that I eventually came to. A lot of people think meal plans can be really boring, eating the same foods every single day, but I challenge you to switch your mindset around that is how can I make chicken taste better? What can you do? Get in the kitchen. It allowed me to get so creative with my meals. So now I actually have a couple of things that I can prepare. I'm not a cooker at all. But now I can definitely spice up some chicken. It, so just getting creative with my meals, it's really been a challenge, but a good challenge for me. I think a structured meal plan does allow you, like it does take the thinking out of it. It's just like one extra piece of thinking. So now it's like, I know I can have chicken or I don't know, tilapia. I can do one of those. So which one am I going to do? You've already got the measurement there. Now, am I just going to stick garlic on it? Am I going to make like put fajita seasoning on it? So absolutely. Like you have, I think it's less thinking, more creativity mm-hmm. probably with the structured. I will say too, I think a meal plan can get a bad rap sometimes on it being restrictive. And I know it's super trendy on social media right now to say, you know, don't restrict yourself. It's really bad. Eat whatever, you, whatever. Um, and 
the way that we structure meal plans, and I cannot speak for other teams or coaches, but we do put choices in those plans. So, you know, you may have a protein and we're going to give you the measurement and you know, you have to eat that in a certain meal, but we typically have four or five options for you there. So yes, we're being specific and yes, you're not having to think that hard about it and calculate things out. We kind of take the calculations out of it, but we do still try to give ways for you to be creative and move things around so that you aren't in the mindset of, Oh, I can only have chicken. And then it does create a long-term issue of restriction. I mean, that's a very real thing, but I would say that we, the way that we coach, is we do try to provide options within that meal plan. We're just kind of taking the thinking out for you so that you aren't having to, t- the, having to take the time to calculate everything yourself. So Brittany, I'm going to take a step further and, and take that, what you were just talking about, and kind of go back to what Tori was talking about. I mentioned early on about why she likes structure and it was in regards to digestion, Okay. And we've talked about this before. A lot of times when we see issues with clients that are on macros, right? And this is why we touched upon understanding the client's knowledge and nutrition before we dove into structured type principles. Because a lot of times if they're picking this out, um, I remember we talked about this one time, one of the girls just didn't like eating throughout the entire day and she was waking up extremely bloated she was basically stuffing all her macros in the last four hours of waking for the day because she just didn't want to eat. And she had no idea why she was bloated and, and constipated the, the next day. I was like, Earl, like you are not giving your body enough time to really digest all this food. And, you know, it's not in really optimal places that should be it. You know, you know, you're going into a contest prep and you're fatigued and you're, you're working out like this girl was doing fasted cardio and then going back two hours later, still fasted and training not eating for another two, three hours and just waiting it all out. And the only thing she's having is like BCAAs, pre-workout and water and coffee, you know, <laughs> you know, so I think a good way to discuss it and, and understand clients issues is one understanding the knowledge they currently have with nutrition. And then also a problem occurs. Sometimes structure are better because you can kind of like fine tune. How many times do we do like process of elimination? with some of the products that we use, like, okay, you know what, this could be a problematic here thing. But if a client is all over the place of macros and they're, they've got 20 different ingredients that they're using in a week, then it's very, very hard and start to de- decipher what's causing the bloat, what's causing the issue, what's causing the inflammatory response, what are those causing? So then we have to look at, okay, can this client actually go on a structured program and kind of see what their body likes without going to like the allergy test, things like that. You know, before we take that kind of occurrence, we just go, okay, you know what? Let's do this. Let's put you on structure. We'll break it down. It's going to be a very, very basic program to make sure that gut health is optimal. Um, and then we build from there. I know they got a little long-winded, but you know, there was a, a lot that I kind of wanted to tie in from you guys there too. A structured meal plan too, is it really helps you understand like timing of certain um, certain macros, certain food sources and things like that. So like when to place your carbs, you know, in certain meals during the day, um, where fats can help you, you know, as far as like your post-workout, like, you know, where are your carbs going to go? Where can you best use those? Where can your body best use those? So I think a meal plan kind of helps you to know that as well, as far as where you're, where you're putting those nutrients. 
Janice, I, you mentioned something earlier about having, you know, your clients first start off on a meal plan and then starting to track that meal plan so they can kind of understand what all that they are consuming, practice tracking, all that stuff. I think that's a really good idea because it allows the client to understand the macros because there's a lot of macros that actually do end up crossing over. So when you, if you ever do like transfer to just macros, you can understand why maybe your fats and proteins are going up versus I thought this is just a protein how they crossed over because that was my biggest mistake doing macros. I would And understanding like 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 one thing I've seen on social media lately is like peanut butter. A lot of people think, oh, peanut butter is protein, but you know what? It is not it's protein. Bad. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I wish it was protein. Oh my God. Yes, it has protein in it, but it is primarily fat. So it's just kind of like understanding that too. I will I say I see all of these recipes and this can be a pro for macros, but I see all these recipes right now talking about high protein and I'll look at it and it has like six grams or 10 grams of protein in it. I'm like, where did we get this high? Like it's so people think that it'll sell, you know, if they say it's high protein, I'm like, y'all have this all wrong. Like high protein to me is like 20 plus grams minimum in my okay. eyes. So don't always believe every recipe that you see when it says high protein or when people are telling you that, you know, the peanut butter is high protein, plug it in, track it out like we're talking about and really build the food awareness and know what you're putting in your body. One thing that can be good with macros, though, is if you are somebody that likes to save recipes and likes seeing those things and wants to try them out, you know, being able to track does give you the freedom to do that. So although you may be structured, it does give you the freedom to say, oh, I found this recipe. I would love to try it. And then you don't feel like you're completely neglecting your meal plan or or setting yourself back by not, you know, following what we gave you, but you can plug it in, you can track it and you can try different things. Like I went back in my, um, my fitness pal, I haven't tracked in a really long time, but I used to, and I have like 200 recipes saved in my fitness pal that I've created through the years. And I know Janice, you're probably close to that too, because that was fun for me and it was a creative outlet for me. But again, I think it just depends on the season that you're in and, and does it make sense for you to take the time to do that all the time? Or, you know, is it makes sense for you just to have it laid out, simplified and be able to follow? One thing I've learned too is like it takes it like you this levels it up completely. But like when you're looking at recipes, once you have an understanding of those macros, the carbs, the protein, the fat, you can actually get really creative with recipes and start to learn like what you can substitute in for things as well so that you can reduce fat or you can reduce carbs um, or you can reduce sugar that will change things and that. But so that's been kind of a fun creative outlet, I think, for me. You know, I, I think, Janice, you hit the kind of the nail on the head there. And I think we've all talked about that. Tori, Britt, uh, Karen, we've all talked about this in regards to, like, whether it's a meal plan or macros. I feel like the people that know how to cook yeah. <laughs> can stick to any plan. You're what? <laughs> but when you hear clients going, yeah, I just boil my chicken, I throw it in there together. I'm like, I wouldn't want, that does not look there is no presentation to that. Like take pride in your food, whether it's a macro or a structured, I mean, make it look pretty. Have, have, you know, a little. Karen's over here looking suspicious. She's looking at me like, that's me. Oh, like, I'm the blandest meat eater you'll ever meet. 
I think we need to do like an episode on the recipes is hard because you really have to see that, but maybe like an episode on just like how to basically cook things in different ways, because there really is so many different ways that you can cook and spice things up. And, you know, like Steve said, whether it be macros or meal plan, you really can get creative with simply an air, an air fryer. I mean, we love that thing. The air fryer is a lifesaver. It really is. And just playing around with different marinades, different seasonings. I mean, you don't, you don't need to have like this extensive knowledge of cooking to make your food taste good. I have proof of that. You do not. (laughs) I think like a big thing for Tori that we've worked on this year is just simply adding more colors to her diet. So she is a structured, you know, meal plan and we're very specific in what she eats, but you know, with vegetables and like have at it, like get three, four, five different colors in the day if you can. And I think just simply that has helped with the digestion so much just by diversifying her foods a little bit, which is a little bit different even from Steve because Steve eats the same thing every single day. But we've tried to diversify a little bit there too. And Steve and I get creative just with he's having broccoli. So broccoli would be in his plan, but I've learned how to turn it into this like sauce and this soup that he eats. So it's a totally different way of eating it, but still very much so in his meal plan. So again, he's not having to calculate it or think about it. We just cooked it different. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Broccoli soup. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) I know Karen's like, yum. Yeah, sounds so delicious. Awesome. Well, I know we've gotten a couple questions, um, just like wanting to get to know the team a little bit better. So I did want to do like a rapid question and answer before we wrap this up. But does anybody have any last thoughts on macros or meal plans or something that we may have missed? Or, you know, if you're trying to decide uh, which one to go with, how do you make that decision? Do you guys think that we, you know, missed anything there? Have any other notes that we need to address? I think it's lifestyle and level of competency with nutrition. I think those are the biggies. Um, And then just also taking a a look at your lifestyle and really figuring out what you can handle and what your overall end goals are. You know, I think that has a big, you know, play in in what you decide to or whether or not you're like Janice. Janice says, you know, she almost feels like she's on a structured meal plan going into a show, but in the off season, she gives a lot of variety. So I really feel that it's, to each their own. And I think each one has to have an individual, um, talk with themselves. And, you know, if it's with a professional, if it's with flawless, putting that in there, uh, <laughs> um, they, they can guide based on what they're listening to and be able to guide you into the right direction. If you're a lifestyle, don't be scared to try both. Yeah, don't be scared to totally. fail, figure out what works best with your schedule. hundred percent. I'm all for the failure and finding what works and flowing between both of them for, you know, wherever you're at. I think they both have their benefits. They both have the difficulties, but you know, in either one, you just kind of have to find your best fit. Cool. I love it. Let's answer some questions. I haven't read these yet. So are we going around? Like is everybody answering each question? Yeah. Really quick. Like fast, kind of fast. Pressure. Pressure. The pressure is kind of fast. We know Steve can get worried. So kind of fast. I'm just kidding. Okay. Old man over here. Keep Someone said you lit, to be honest. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> you all fire. We on fire. Okay. Here's a, here's a legitimate question. 
what can I do to stay lean as a female while off prep, while incorporating some oils and sugars? Everyone's brain's thinking so hard. Say that again. What can I do to... What can I do to stay lean as a female while off prep, while incorporating some oils and sugars? Moderation. Being able to keep it within like a certain day per week or around a certain time where you're going to be expending a lot of calories. Because unfortunately, I don't know too many females. I know a few that can handle a lot more calories during the off season and still fit and stay relatively lean. You know, so um, I think choosing the fats and choosing your sugars <laughs> uh janisha brought this up with the, the the peanut butter uh i don't think that's a real as much as we love peanut butter i don't think that's a super like healthy fat to go to if that's what we're looking at you know it's fine uh sugars i will play them around like pre or post workout and that would be my grace period my quick answer is you don't have to like i don't think the right word is demonify like it, oils and sugars are not bad in themselves. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not a demon. Like, dim, it, there's a word for that. But oils and sugars are not bad in themselves. It's just being able, like Steve said, to have that in moderation. So if you're tracking macros, you know, stick majority to whole foods and put some of those put some of those fun things in there. Yeah, like do it in moderation. Um, don't be afraid of it. But I think it's not necessarily the food choices as in oils and sugars, but it's just being able to stay well-balanced and within your calories, within your meal plan, within your macros, whatever it may be. It's not that the food is evil. It's just being able to uh, reverse out and stay within the ranges that you need to be in to hold the body composition that you want. Cool. All right. Next one. What are your top apps on your phone? My fitness pal. (laughs) Easy. Hands down for you. Do you have a top, give me like a top two or three. So what are maybe the top apps that you guys use? I don't like my answer, but it's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I thought yours was going to be podcast. Oh, well, how do you find your top app? I, I mean, just know that my Instagram's, that's definitely a second podcast. A, a second. I, I'm not really on my phone that much, but answer, just checking my email. <laughs> all of my social medias are all muted. So that's good. I don't get on them that often. I love that answer. I thought you meant like top apps for just like fitness nutrition. It can be any, like, like, girl, like not Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, dang, we are some social media people up in here. I need the new I, I was going to say, yeah, like what are like the top apps that you use on your phone on a regular basis? Will be the flawless app. Yes, it is going to be the flawless app here soon, 100%. I would say one of my top ones, or I just want to give a shout out to because I like it so much is my open app. And that's where I have my meditation and breath work in there. That's been such a game changer for me. And that does get opened at least once a day. And it's such, such a good app. So there's one that I use every night. It's the insight timer. I don't know if you've heard of that uh one. So it has like different meditations. Some are guided, some are like music, some are just sounds, but I use it to fall asleep. Like there's a sleep like, group and then you can choose like different like music or sounds or whatever. And I just use that as like a nice calming. I love some self-help apps. I do that with my podcast and I listen to like nature sounds, like yeah. water or something to fall asleep. Yeah. So I'm, I struggle falling asleep. Steve, do you have an app? What app do you use? 
calculator. The calculator. <laughs> that is my most used app. Steve Steve sends me a lot of really good like motivational clips from YouTube too. Yeah, I don't think he watches like frivolous YouTube, but like good motivational fitness business. Like he finds some really good videos on YouTube. I don't know if it's a top used, but I would say it's probably up there. That's probably up there. Other than is messages an app? I would oh, say that's yeah, oh, yeah. oh, my oh, gosh, that's no. my top use. <laughs> right there, black hole. Self embarrassment. Okay, so when do you know if it's the right time for a reverse diet? Very short when your body stops responding. Love it. Love it. I think that's such a good answer. Yep. When you stop responding, it's usually time to start pulling things back. What if you're low calorie too? Super low calories. Yep. I mean, like don't eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're just getting started, sometimes we have clients that come to us that are not eating a lot of food to get started with and they want to lose weight. And we have to understand there's nowhere you can really go from there. So sometimes it requires you to start trying to increase calories before you even go into a dieting phase. <laughs> I'll add to Denise's. <laughs> all right. So we all know the the mind or the, the, the body will follow the mind. And I think there's several approaches that you can take a look at when you're talking and thinking of a reverse with a client, whether that be a lifestyle client or an athlete, I think that it needs to look at how much mentally has this person endured? Are they starting to fizzle out mentally or we need to back them out for a week or so and maybe just all honestly do like a deload week or do they actually need a true reverse? You know? Uh, we've seen that a couple instances where we've had to take a client, take a step back and say, you know what, we're going to give a few days off from the gym, rest it, and let's get back into it. And that's all they really needed, you know, as opposed to taking an approach where maybe earlier, 10 years ago, me doing this, I would have said, oh, you know, we're going to shut it down. We're going to reverse it now. You know, being able to read your client and understanding, do they actually need a full reverse or do they need a pep talk, a motivational talk, a swift kick in the ass? What do they need? to get, you know, the results that they want to continue to make, you know, and continue to be healthy, essentially. So I just, you know, there's different reference points for reversing. If you're doing this on your own too, like I know we talk a lot about coach client, but if you're dieting yourself, being able to listen to your body as well. So taking those cues, kind of like Steve was saying, okay, maybe you take a couple of days and see how things go. Do you need to actually go in a reverse diet or did you just need to chill? you know, being able to kind of read yourself as well. You don't always have to have a coach telling you what to do. It's very doable yourself. You just have to be able to kind of listen to what your body's trying to tell you. All right, last one. We always get questions about food, so we're going to end it with this. What is your current favorite meal? Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fast. That was very fast. I'm trying to think of the meals that I eat every single day. Mm -hmm. I love oh, every day. Like breakfast. breakfast. I've eaten the same breakfast for so ever. What's your same breakfast? breakfast? That would be a good one. Two eggs, two pieces of turkey bacon, and a piece of toast with jelly on it. Every single morning, without fail. <laughs> My meal three, maybe? I don't know. It's salmon, jasmine rice, and asparagus. It sounds boring, but I got this truffle sauce from Trader Joe's. That's 10 calories, and it is so good. <laughs> Shut up. Egg and egg.
Steve's and eggs. Steve's and steak and eggs. It's going to be, if I ask that question four months from now, it's still going to be steak and eggs. Mine is the same too, though. I have a smoothie that I do for breakfast every single morning. I've done this smoothie for over two years now for breakfast. It looks so good. It's so good. Frozen berries. I have recently been adding a little bit of frozen banana, protein powder, kale, honey, coconut oil, almond milk. Blend it up and you are set for the day. And I swear that the honey that I use has B propolis and I do not get sick. And I am putting it on the smoothie. I really think I get all my vitamins and minerals in my smoothie and it keeps me well. Sounds good. I like all of my meals, but I probably then just have to say the one I've had the longest is my salmon because it's like an Asian ginger barbecue sauce with garlic, black pepper. Um, The best way to do it is to grill it. It's really good. And then I have it with peppers and mushrooms with like um, that Bolt House honey mustard dressing. Like a Greek yogurt based dressing. I love it. Yeah. Dieting is not boring. I think we all think thoroughly enjoy our meals. I definitely don't guys, think of it as you guys a diet. The new, uh, the new calorie-free cookies? What? You guys see those? You're messing with us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when, when y'all find that out. Oh, my God. Don't like that. <laughs> if you look hard enough, it's calorie-free. If you think about it long enough, the calories don't count. That's right. It doesn't count. I actually had a boss who used to carry around this non-fat cottage cheese uh-huh. container. She said that anything went, that went into that container was fat-free. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That was her thing. So smart. So smart. <laughs> well, I hope that this little conversation was able to give some insight just into us at the end here, but also meal plans, macros. You know, if you're trying to take the next step in your fitness journey, kind of what direction you should go. But as always, if you have any questions for us, you can always find us on Instagram at Flawless Physique. Uh, In the show notes, we always have that linked and we have all of our individual Instagrams linked too. So you can always connect with us. We have really enjoyed, you know, doing this for you guys and we hope to carry it on. So the more ideas you can give us, the better. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Flawless Radio. We hope you found our discussion on macros and meal plans insightful and helpful in achieving your fitness goals. Remember, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition, and it's important to find a plan that works for you and your lifestyle. Don't forget to tune in on the 15th of each month for new episodes, where we'll be discussing a variety of topics related to health, fitness, and lifestyle. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and share the episode on your favorite social media platform. Your feedback helps us improve and provide the best content possible. Until next time, keep working towards your goals and living your best life the flawless way.